On today's program, I'm talking about the Gog and Magog War. We're doing a timeline of end time events. And I believe one of the next events is gonna happen that we're seeing unfolding right now in the Middle East is the Gog and Magog War. I'm gonna be talking about Iran and Turkey fanning the flames of all out war in the Middle East. And I'll be answering your questions. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. Welcome to the program today. I mean, the, what's happening right now in the Middle East is incredible. I say that. It's exactly what the Bible said would happen. And we're seeing the Gog and Magog war unfolding right before our very eyes. I'm going to be talking about that a lot on today's program. Let me first of all say the Tipping Point book, I talk about it in my book. If you don't have the Tipping Point book, this is a lot of what I talk about here during the show. It comes from the Tipping Point book. So if you haven't ever read this book, it's a really good book to give you a basic understanding of the end times and what is happening and what will happen uh, in the end times. And so encourage you, you can go to endtimes.com forward slash book and you can order the book there uh, or on Amazon or wherever, but, but endtimes.com forward slash book. Uh, we just went over 100,000 subscribers and that's growing very rapidly on YouTube. And so for all of the YouTube viewers, thank you so much uh, for viewing you know, all of our materials in the Tipping Point Show. And so thank you for helping us go over 100,000. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe uh, to my page, the Jimmy Evans YouTube page. And we re really do appreciate that a lot. Let me get right into this teaching today because this is, this is happening in real time. You are seeing this in your news every day unfolding before your eyes. And this could turn into all out war in any hour, any day. This is Ezekiel 38. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, the great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all its troops, the house of Togarma from the far north and all its troops, many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. So let me first of all, so this is the Gog and Magog War. Uh, this is commonly referred to as the Gog and Magog War. And so I'm going to talk about when it's going to occur, but I want to begin by talking about who are these people? Who are these nations that God is referring to? Well, God, uh, Gog is a person, Magog is the land of Gog. And so he begins by addressing, this is mainly addressed to Gog. And it says, you're the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. So Gog is a very, very powerful nation, very powerful person. I believe it's Russia. Now, Joel Richardson, who is an end times expert, I interviewed him and you're gonna be seeing those interviews in upcoming programs. I have a great amount of respect for him. Now he believes that Gog is Turkey. And I'll talk about Turkey here in just a minute. 
but I believe it's Russia, and I believe that for a couple of reasons. One is historically, but I also believe it because look at the Middle East right now. The strong man in the Middle East isn't Turkey. It is in Iran, it's Russia. And Iran and, and Turkey are very powerful nations on their own. But Russia is the kingpin in the Middle East and Russia is in Syria right now. I mean, this, this is real time, this is happening. Okay, so the second uh, main country listed here is Persia. Persia is Iran. Iranians are not Arabs, they're Persians. And so uh, old ancient Persia is modern day Iran. Number three is Ethiopia, and that would be the modern day, modern nation of Sudan. Some parts maybe of actual Ethiopia, but mainly the Sudan. Now the Sudan has been making peace with Israel, but uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo pressured them to make amends with Israel to get them off of the watch list because it's a terror state. So the, the peace that's being made between the Sudan and Israel is not a real uh, you know, strong peace. It's very fragile, especially when you know Muslims go to war against Israel. Uh, Libya is Libya, uh, and it may be areas of Algeria and Morocco also. Uh, Gomer is Turkey, uh, maybe some of Germany. Now, some people think it's Germany, and Germany is a very strong trading partner uh, with Iran, but I believe that it is Turkey. And then Togarma from the far north is Turkey. Let me show you the map here, and this will give you a good idea. And so when you look at the Middle East, this is Russia up in here, uh, Gog and Magog. You have to remember now of the old Soviet Union, this area of the old Soviet Union was all Muslim. And so the former Soviet Union, half of it was Muslim. And so then you see, this is Israel here, Iran is Persia. This will also include areas of Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, this is Turkey up here. When it says from the far north, this is directly north of Israel. It's also Russia is directly north of Israel here. Uh, if Gomer is Germany, that would be over here. I really don't believe it is though. And then you have Libya over here and you have Ethiopia over here, which is modern day Sudan. And so you can see these are all regional areas around Israel where these countries are gonna come from. Well, the interesting thing is they're all aligned today. They're, they're all, all of these nations are aligned with Russia and with one another, and they all hate Israel. They're all anti-Israel to some degree. Uh, I'm gonna read you some comments after the break of what the Turkish president is saying right now about Israel and going to war with Israel. It's absolutely incredible. So you don't have to wonder when you look at Ezekiel 38 and 39, you don't have to wonder if it could happen. It's happening. We're, uh, Israel is at war. Israel is flying thousands of bombing missions, their air force is flying thousands of bombing missions into Syria to Iranian targets. Iran is furiously trying to build a stronghold on the northern border of Israel. And again, after the break, I'm gonna read you some of the comments that the Iranian military is saying about a mass attack on Israel. It's unbelievable. And so the, these things are happening and God says, you know, I'm against you and I'm gonna put a hook in your jaw which means God's gonna provoke this thing. He's gonna provoke it. These nations are gonna to come together and they're going to attack Israel. Well, uh, part of the, what I'm gonna talk about uh, after the break is how long is this war gonna last? I'm gonna give a specific answer to that, but it's unfolding right before our very eyes. All the nations listed are coming together. They're amassing on the northern border of Israel and they're at war with Israel. They're, they're going to war. So here's the second question. That's the answering, who are these people? The second question is, when will this war take place? Well, 
let me first of all say the possibility is it's going to happen now pretty quick before the rapture happens. That's personally what I believe. Let me come back to that. Another possibility is it will happen at the end of the tribulation. Okay. A lot of people believe that Armageddon is the Gog and Magog war. It is not. Let me, let me tell you why. Ezekiel 38 says, after many days you will be visited. In the latter years, you will come into the land of those who've been brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations and now all of them dwell safely. Okay, you can't say that about the end of the tribulation. Here's what Zechariah 13 says about the end of the tribulation. It shall come to pass in all the land, says the Lord, that two thirds in it shall be cut off and die, but one third shall be left. That's talking about the Jewish people. At the end of the tribulation, only one third of the Jewish people are left. Now the good news is they're all gonna get saved. The bad news is two thirds die. I will bring one th third through the fire, will refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested, they will call on my name and I will answer them. And I will say, this is my people. And each one will say, the Lord is my God. Behold, the day is coming and your spoil will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, the women ravished. Half the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. Well, you just can't say when Ezekiel says all of them living together in peace, that's, that's just hell on earth right there. The two thirds of the people dying, the women being ravished, the, the, you know, the city is torn apart. And so Jesus said, in Matthew 24, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who's on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who's in the field not go back to get his clothes. But what are those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days? And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor shall ever be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. The abomination of desolation takes place in the middle of the tribulation. Now, we're going to be talking about all of this in upcoming programs. It takes place in the middle of the tribulation. Jesus said, when the abomination of desolation takes place, when the Antichrist goes in to a rebuilt temple and proclaims himself God, then the great tribulation will begin. Jesus is the one who coined the term great tribulation. And Jesus said, unless those days have been cut short, no flesh will survive. You can't possibly say that the Gog-Magog war is going to be the war at the end of the tribulation because there won't be peace. There will be mass death in Israel. There will be mass destruction. So it absolutely is not at the end of the tribulation. Another possibility about the Gog-Magog war is at the end of the millennium. Okay, this is Ezekiel 38. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them uh, handling swords. So according to Ezekiel 38, God is the causal factor for that Gog and Magog war. Okay. God says, I'm going to put a hook in your jaw. I'm going to lead you to, uh, down to Jerusalem and I'm going to destroy you there. Okay. 
Revelation 20 says this, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose numbers is the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. First of all, the Gog and Magog war is only fought by about seven different nations. Okay, The nations that, that we listed, they're on the map. It's a very regional war uh, against those nations that are around it. According to Revelation 20, it's all the nations of the world, from the four corners of the world, and Satan is the causal factor. He is released from his prison after a thousand years. He comes out, deceives the nations. Gog, Magog, there is an idiom. It simply means nations in rebellion to God, nations with the spirit of Gog and Magog. And for example, Russia right now is not a Christian nation. They persecute Christianity in Russia. And so the spirit of Gog and Magog, this arrogance, this, this uh, you know, rebellion against God, that's going to be the same spirit. And their purpose, the, the Gog-Magog war of Ezekiel 38, it says that they come to take spoil. Okay, Well, uh, Iran is going to come to get spiritual um, uh, justice in their eyes, the, for the, the way Islam shows it. They're coming to destroy Israel and take back Jerusalem. That's what that's what Iran. Uh, Russia's coming for the natural gas. Russia's coming for the natural resources of Israel. Now, Israel has been buying their gas and natural gas and coal from Russia for many years. So is Turkey. Half of Turkey's natural gas comes from Russia. Russia sells one-third of the gas that is consumed in Europe. And so, and everyone knows that Russia is a bully. When you're depending on Russia, they'll hold it over your head. They'll, they'll cut off your gas supply if you do something to make them mad. Well, now Israel, they have discovered 30 trillion uh, uh, metric uh, yards of natural gas in Israel off the Mediterranean. And they're discovering more all the time. This is way more natural gas than Israel could ever consume. So they're building a pipeline uh, through Cyprus and Greece, uh, Italy, uh, to supply Europe with Israeli natural gas, which is a huge economic boon to Israel. But they're a direct competitor now with Russia in the gas business and energy business in uh, Europe, and which is a huge blessing. By the way, Egypt is buying their, their gas from Israel now. Jordan is going to buy their gas from Israel. And so this is a huge blow to uh, the stronghold that Russia has had. And I believe that Russia's desire is for the strategic interest there in Israel, but it's also for their resources. But that's what Ezekiel 38 says, you've come to take plunder. But in Revelation 20, the issue of the rebellion in Revelation 20 is not to take plunder, is to kill us and to, and to overthrow Jesus. So it's completely different. So I absolutely do not believe that the Gog and Magog war is at the end of the tribulation or at the end of the millennium. I believe the Gog and Magog war is going to happen pretty quick. It's happening. It's, it's unfolding before our very eyes. Uh, this could blow into a major, major war between all the nations listed in hours, uh, in days. So it will not take long. And the provocation, I'm going to read these statements to you after the break about Turkey and Iran and what they're saying. And, and it's, it's very, very troubling. And so I believe 
the next event that's going to happen is going to be the rapture. Uh, and some people might say, well, will the Gog and Magog war take place before the rapture, you know, uh, after, whatever? I believe it's going to be very close. We could see the actual Gog and Magog war break out. We could see the whole thing take place. But I believe around that time, there's going to be the Gog and Magog war and the rapture. And then there's going to be a peace treaty between Israel and the Antichrist, a covenant that is confirmed for a seven-year period of time, which begins the tribulation period of time. And I'm going to be talking about it on the next program is the beginning of the tribulation. So where we are right now is in the, the rapture and the Gog and Magog war. I believe the, the rapture could happen at any time. And as I've said to you before, I believe the rapture will occur during the Feast of Trumpets. It's a two-day feast. You don't know the day or the hour. It's, it's the next feast to be fulfilled. And I'll talk about that on a future program to help you understand why I believe that. But I just believe that we are seeing now the unfolding of the Gog and Magog War. Israel has been living in relative peace since the Six-Day War, since the Yom Kippur War. 1967 was the Six-Day War. 1973 was the Yom Kippur War. They've been living in relative peace in unwalled villages. I know they have a wall in Israel, but the, but the villages, the cities are unwalled. And so they've been living in relative peace. Now we see in the last week three thousand rockets, over 3,000 rockets fired from the Gaza Strip by Hamas. Now they're being fired from Lebanon. Israel's taking very decisive uh, force against Gaza, especially in going in there and trying to reduce the capability of Hamas. Uh, people are dying and there's this war. And, and here's the point, a very interesting thing that's happening in Israel right now. Uh, the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, they are siding with Israel. This is the first time an Arab nation has broken rank with other Arab nations because they always come together and they always condemn Israel. The United Arab Emirates has recently signed an Abraham Accord with Israel. They're calling on Hamas to stop uh, shelling Israel, stop bombing Israel. And so, which is a, a phenomenal breakthrough. And other of the Gulf states are doing the same thing. So this is a different kind of a war. I want to say I'm, I'm thankful for the Biden administration uh, they have some troubling views about the boundaries of Israel, pre-1967 boundaries, but they have not condemned Israel. To this point, they have continued to stand with Israel through this, which is a very comforting thing. If it were not for the United States of America in the United Nations, Israel would be in bad trouble. And one of these days, United, the United States is not going to be there for Israel in the United Nations because we all know that Armageddon is going to be the whole world marching against Israel and against Jerusalem. And so, but we're seeing some things happening that have never happened before. And all of these things are pointing to the fact that the Gog and Magog war is very, very soon, I believe. I believe it's gonna happen before the tribulation. Because remember, in Ezekiel 39, it says, it'll take seven months to bury the dead and seven years to clean up all the debris. So if it happened now and the tribulation begins, then you have the seven months and the seven years available. If it happens after the tribulation begins, then you know not so much, not that it couldn't happen. But I think that we're in the timing of the Gog and Magog war. I believe we're seeing, seeing it happen. It's unfolding right before our very eyes on the news every single day. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your head, your redemption is drawing near. The purpose for the Tipping Point Show is number one, to encourage you. Number two is to educate you on end times events so that you can contextualize what's happening in the world and you can understand that your redemption 
is drawing near. This is a time to be encouraged. Don't look around the world and get discouraged. Everything you're seeing is announcing the coming of Jesus Christ. If you're not a subscriber, I'm going to say goodbye to you right now. The next part of the program is for subscribers only. $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you as a subscriber. Not only do you get the whole Tipping Point show, you get articles all week long. We have major articles that come out all week long talking to you about the things that are happening in the world. A lot of content there. So $7 a month, $77 a year. Go on endtimes.com, E-N-D-T-I-M-E-S.com. And you can sign up there and you'll get everything that we do here at Tipping Point. So I'm going to say goodbye to the non-subscribers. Subscribers, stay tuned.